Hello and welcome, folks, to this special bonus Christmas episode of the Owl Vision Justice Podcast from Open Wise Learning. This is where we explore STEM diversity and the intersections of social justice, ecological justice, and STEM. I'm Roger Nathaniel Ashtia, the Executive Director of Open Wise Learning. Daniela won't be joining me for the intro and outro for this episode. She's off enjoying Christmas cookies. In this bonus episode, we talk more with Stefan Gauthier from Episode 7. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you should definitely check it out. There are many great things in there. But to give you a quick rundown, Stefan is a mechanical engineer with nearly 20 years of experience working in various industries. We couldn't fit our entire conversation with Stefan into episode seven. So in this bonus episode, you'll hear about how Stefan discovered his engineering career, his engineering work at Intel, and his dream engineering job. Okay, so let's get into it again with Stefan. So you mentioned that you know you were curious and you had an eye for the sciences. So were you also good at the sciences when you were a kid, like scholastically in school? I guess so. I guess so. I wouldn't, you know, I don't know how good. I don't think I'd ever compare myself, call myself maybe a genius, whatever. But I would, I, I did tend to, I always had good grades. Science. Did it come easy math, to you? Yes. Science and math did come easy to me. The basics, obviously, were, you know, the basics were always easy, no problem. The higher advanced level stuff that I had to basically think twice about and maybe put in a little more effort. Okay, well, with effort, I have to maybe put in a little more study time. But with that time, then I always kind of just grasp the topic. So, yeah, it wasn't really anything that kind of I had to overcome in terms of challenges or anything like that. So take a step back just a bit. You mentioned that your intention was to go into architecture, but the last minute you realized that because of the lack of portfolio, you couldn't go into that. So what then made you decide on engineering? Had you had a little bit of experience with those kind of classes or it was kind of like, oh, this seems interesting. I'm going to try it. Honestly, just the, <laughs> this is so I, I knew that if it wasn't architecture, it was going to be some sort of scientific field like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 100 percent sure of. So really, my decision was based off reading the descriptions of the fields. <laughs> right? okay. Like you go through the, your career, mm-hmm. you know, the core, career day at, at your high school where they have all these booths with different professions and they have these pamphlets about what particular study is and you read it. And then <laughs> you know, I, I literally, you know, I said, you know, engineering, that sounds like it's right up my alley. I can't do architecture anymore, but engineering sounds right where I want to be. And then it was like mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, computer engineer, all these different engineering fields. And I just literally read the description and okay. I, I just kind of picked the description that spoke to me more. Mechanical engineer definitely stood out to me really quickly over all, all the other fields. Civil engineering was a close second, honestly, but mechanical engineering stood out amongst all the fields. Say more about that a bit. Why mechanical engineering above the others and why maybe civil engineering? So mechanical engineering above the others, mm-hmm. just be, uh, mostly because it dealt with things that I I can see has more application in the real world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if um, that's a good description, but it, it, it has more... Is it more tangible? Yeah. Yeah, a little more tangible from paper to actual use. You know, like mechanical engineering was the majority of designing a car was mechanical engineering principles, right? Mm-hmm. The majority of designing the infrastructure to a house plumbing, HVAC systems, mm-hmm. heating, ventilation, air conditioning, right? Like the majority of the principles behind it are mechanical engineering principle related fields, right? Mm-hmm. Electrical engineering, you know, yes, that's always behind the, 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 the scene and everything, but it's not as tangible right. as 
the mechanical, you know, engineering principles, all the mechanics of material, right? Everything, um, you know, I read what OWL does and you're mostly, you know, you're using the foundation of computer engineering, right? On the most part to kind of drive innovation and, and drive, you know, to try to get kids to be, you know, motivated to get into STEM, which is, that is definitely the future of the world, but mm-hmm. a computer has to be encased in some sort of plastic, right? Plastic right. is what, what houses all the electronics of everything that is mechanics of material right there. What plastic to use, mm-hmm. what is the better plastic to use in a particular environment, right? Mm-hmm. That's all mechanical engineering. It's, it's, right. it's great. So it's really spoke to me more than anything. Civil engineering, I think was a very close second because of my love for architecture, right. architecture. Right. And so a lot of, you know, architecture, architects, <laughs> architects, mm-hmm. right. It's like to do anything. You have to deal with a civil engineer can't design, um, anything in vacuum, right? So civil engineering is at the forefront of, of designing everything in your civil life, right? Your city, your, your local municipalities, counties, the houses, the buildings are, have to have a foundation, which is where the civil engineering practice comes in. And so I knew that, well, if indirectly I could have, I could basically facilitate and get my interest in architecture that way if I did go down that route. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a close second. All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your experience at Intel. As you mentioned, you read a little bit about what we do. We sort of center computing and technology as a foundation for teaching science, engineering, and math. So can you talk a little bit about what you did when you worked at Intel? Yeah, sure. I was a, a process engineer. Mm-hmm. And basically what I was doing is I was working in the manufacturing assembly line, so to speak, fabricating the microprocessors. So Mm -hmm. the design of the microprocessors were basically already completed. We knew what the the latest technology of microchip was. And I was in basically the manufacturing plants that were basically making the chips from scratch, from the ground up. Right. So it was basically an assembly line, mostly chemical related, which I was completely shocked in, you know, but basically taking the semiconductors, what you called wafers mm-hmm. time and, and basically applying the different levels and layers of, of chemicals right. to create the microprocessing printed chips. And so my job specifically was I owned a particular set of equipment of one particular part of that process. And my job was to basically maintain, optimize, and improve that particular part of the process. Basically, keep that process as optimal as possible mm-hmm. and improve where, where it needs to be. Implement uh, preventative maintenance methodologies and, and practices to make sure that the, the equipment runs as smoothly as possible. And inherently, everything breaks down right. <laughs> um, when it does to basically troubleshoot and figure out the root cause of the problem in order to fix it and also apply, apply solutions to prevent it from happening again. And so all that is using statistical process control, lean manufacturing methodologies in order to uh, accomplish that. Awesome. So it seems like you had a lot of jobs in engineering over the years. What would be your, I guess, your dream job in mechanical engineering, the ideal application of your education? So I'd say my dream job, and I think I'm, I can only really visualize it now because of my experience, mm-hmm. but my dream job would be a combination of what I did at Electric Boat and what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. 
So at Electric Boat, I was a system engineer, systems engineer, and I mostly focused on designing piping and fluid systems to basically work in, in the submarines. So I had a particular system. My systems were focused on diver air and diver oxygen systems. Hmm. And I basically put the pen to the paper and obviously using software, designed using all of the engineering principles that I can use at my fingertip, but literally design, you know, what type of what type of pipes need to be used, or what materials, what uh, particular equipment components need to be to form a particular system that made this aspect of the overall system function and provide the use that we need. Mm-hmm. So most of it involves just doing a lot of a lot of math, doing a lot of calculations. Mm-hmm. to analyze analyze the problem and provide just solutions and final system layout and functional requirements to have a final state of the system. So it was mostly, you know, in the computer, you know, looking at drawings, looking at diagrams, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I never really got to, once we have a final system, final approved system, that was that, right? Like you get, you, we, we worked with the Navy um, uh, and the Navy was our main customer. Mm-hmm. And so once we have the Navy approved, they pretty much take, take it from there. And the actual application of it, you hardly ever really saw. Now, I did get lucky. We did, did get a chance to go on submarines uh, on a daily basis mm-hmm. to That's actually cool. just kind of see where our systems were going to be located, see where the systems were going to be used in order to, you know, have that information in, um, to use as part of your design. But you never really got to touch the levers, never really got to touch right. the valve and actually make it work yourself, right? You're, hmm. You weren't allowed to touch anything. The, the Navy had to do all of the testing. Sometimes I, I got to be part of the testing, which was cool, really, really cool. And I could, I have some stories for you there. But um, it, it was mostly us behind the desk, behind the computer, doing doing math. Like it's some really, you know, nerdy stuff, right? <laughs> what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm doing now, which is totally the, like the other end of it, I'm in product development for <laughs> this company that I'm working out, Segura. And it's all really fast paced product development, design, testing, you know, test it. Does it work? All right, let's make it happen. <laughs> Happy stuff. So not too much time because it's such a lean team that we're in mm-hmm. not too much time to do upfront math and engineering to just confirm your theories mm-hmm. of how things are supposed to work you can do a little bit of that but not much mm-hmm. but you know it's it's just test it test it and go test it and go we don't have time for that we need to make things make things work and have a final product to sell you know so kind of like a move selling. fast and break things methodology right, as opposed right. to like oh, it didn't work it broke mm, start gotta let's try this <laughs> let's try this next thing mm-hmm. um which which is i i love that part of it because i get to be more hands-on and at least luckily because of the on-the-job training so to speak that i got at electric boat and and in under understanding and really learning a lot of the engineering principles i can kind of use that to guide my my blowing things up phase of work, <laughs> but it's not much. I don't have much time for that. It's like, yeah, let's blow things up. It didn't work. Let's try this. It didn't work. Let's try this. Oh, now it worked. Great. So let's keep this, you know, implement that. And then let's go on to the next project, mm-hmm. uh, which it's great because the part of that I like is you actually get to see a final product, touch right. the final product, 
mm-hmm. use the final product and see yourself with your own eyes and hands that the final product is working. Mm-hmm. So my dream job to wrap it all up is if I could, if somehow I get to be, to be in a company or even if it's this company that implements a different culture where I can leverage and have the time to actually do some engineering, do some calculations to really get more engineering rigor in place before mm-hmm. I can do the testing and blowing things up. So I blow less things up, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and basically have a more quality product at the end. Right. Uh, that would probably be my, my ideal job, dream job to, to work in. It would be amazing. Well, folks, that's the end of this special bonus Christmas episode. Thanks again to our guests, Stefan Gautier and my co-host, Daniela. Before I close the show, we're nearing the end of our winter fundraising campaign. The campaign will end in less than a week with the new year. We ask that you please show support for our mission and this podcast by giving a gift to Open Wise Learning today. You can find a link in the show notes or visit us on the web at openwiselearning.org. We hope everyone has a safe and joyous holiday season. And for those celebrating Christmas today, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Until next time.